everybody and welcome back to another episode of Rugby with Pads. Today we're going to be doing the Around the League East edition and we're just going to jump straight in. You, you know the premise of this, you've listened to the North one hopefully last week. Now we're going to jump into the East and we are going to start with the AFC East for all of you AFC fans. We started the NFC last time, this time we're going to hit the AFC first and we're going to be starting with a really, really good team, the Buffalo Bills. They are just good all over. You know, I don't know what you can really say here. They've just stacked on stacked on stacked. They are AFC superpower, and you're going to have a lot of fun if you draft a, a, a Buffalo Bill this year, something that probably couldn't have been said a fair few years ago. Obviously, you've got Josh Allen, who for many is going to be the uh, QB1 in most formats. He can run. He can throw <laughs> a lot of touchdown potential. It's really good there. And obviously, you've got some solid, solid wide receivers. Although maybe there's a bit of a shake-up there, and we'll talk about that now. Stefan Diggs is a first-round wide receiver. Maybe not quite in the upper echelons like your Tyreek Hills or previously Devontae Adams, although this year uh, we yet to see what happens. But he is a fantastic wide receiver, and you'd be very lucky to have him on your bench. A lot of people try and get that stack. It's very, very difficult stack to get between Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. But, you know, the targets are funneled towards him. Because the rest of his um, his supporting cast hasn't been great. I think I know a lot of people said Gabe Davis was going to be great because he had a fantastic end-of-season closer in 2021, I believe, um, where he scored, like, three touchdowns, loads of points or something like that. But he hasn't really lived up to the hype last year where he was drafted probably in the fifth round in a lot of places and maybe they're they've they've drafted to solve that problem a little bit and i think the problem they've tried to solve it with or the solution for that, that problem is dalton kincaid now dalton kincaid in college was a really really interesting um tight end receiver style hybrid guy um he worked really well in the slot and he went he was the first uh tight end off the board where we were expecting a lot of people to say michael mayer as being the purest tight end was going to be first off the board but he is more in the vein of that Kyle Pitts receiver type tight end and something that I think the Bills were lacking um they mostly play one one uh, tight end sets maybe they're going to start playing two and put Dalton Kincaid as a slot guy I, I think he's going to be a really interesting pickup and probably go quite high in rookie drafts um probably quite alongside Sam Laporta I think he's got a lot of potential to, to be good early and obviously, you've, the running back room has always been a problem. Um, they've lost uh, Devin Singletree. I don't think that's much of a loss. It leaves a good room for James Cook to be that hybrid passing running guy. They still haven't got a great running game. It's going to be a passing heavy game. And I think the three main targets you're going to see for Josh Allen are going to be Stefan Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, and James Cook, with everything else going towards Gabe Davis and the, the rest of the cast, maybe Dawson Knox on the goal line. It's an interesting team. They are solid. They're really solid on defense as well. Not much more you can say about that, but you probably want a bit of uh, bills in your roster. Now, moving on to the Miami Dolphins, another team who've been really, really good um, in acquisition, um, mainly on the defensive side. They, they got Jalen Ramsey, boosts their defense massively. Um, he sits alongside Xavier Howard in that secondary. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good secondary. Maybe less so on the pass rush, but they're going to get a lot of inceptions. They're going to force that. The question remains, however, is Tua going to be healthy enough to do a full season and service elite talent like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Model? Obviously, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Model, they are a 1A, 1B. Tyreek Hill probably 
elevates himself into the first round Jalen Waddle is probably going to go late second maybe just because you know there has to be a, an alpha in that um team but you you want a piece of that where they're maybe missing out um in this whole thing is tight end um obviously it's a 49ers three system that they've got they run the ball a lot and I think where you're going to see a lot of surprising rookie you know runs is going to be from Devin A. Kane and uh that's going to be my pick for the running back um over in Miami I think it's a great landing spot he is undersized yeah but so is Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert he's a speedster yes so is Raheem Mostert but he's got legs on him and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson have not um so I think this team is going to be really interesting at wide receiver because they're going to get a lot of balls into Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I think that's going to be, you know, a very narrow tree there. But they are so athletically gifted um, and so speedy that I really, really like it. Um, Tua is remains a question mark, but at times the season he was the best quarterback out there last year until he got injured. But they have got a reasonably good backup in Mike White, so it's worthwhile keeping an eye on Mike White if you've got a spare roster slot. Maybe slot him in there because Tua will probably get injured at some point in the season. I know he's been learning to fall, but I don't know really what that means. But uh, yeah, the the Dolphins again remain a really interesting team, and I'll probably you know pick their defense um, above any else in the AFC East. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Maybe the Jets uh, uh, you know, compete there. But before we get into the Jets, we'll take a look at the New England Patriots. Ugh, it's gross, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Bill Belichick likes picking weird guys, yeah, who who don't really do that job and they convert them. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird one. Juju Smith-Schuster is the one that jumps out to me here. He is not a number one wide receiver. He's never been a number one wide receiver. When he was asked to be, he was not. Um, he fell down the charts massively in the Steelers uh, taking order. What he is is a great second. But they haven't got a first here. I'm just looking at this this lineup. But Kendrick Bourne is not a first. He's a second. Devontae Parker. Maybe lost a step. Tyquan Thornton is a is a gadget guy uh, slash you know burner that you want down the edge. I don't think this passing attack to the wide receivers is going to be interesting. I think any Juju Smith Schuster owners are worried about it, especially as Mac Jones was rivaled by a seventh round pick. Was maybe that picked on seventh? I think he was seventh round pick last year. Oh no, he's fourth round. Um, maybe not giving the credit, but he was amazing. Bailey Zappi coming out of college, he did a job. He didn't look much worse than Mac Jones when he played. There's going to be a lot of controversy, and I don't think this is going to be a great team offensively. I think the lone bright spot I've got here is probably Mike Gesicki. Now, Mike Gesicki is a big-bodied guy. He is 6'6", 247 here. Wow, he is. He is you know, a big guy. But he's not a big guy blocker. He's a big guy catcher. Hunter Henry, he's your, he's your blocker. He is 6'5", 250. He's a bit more stocky and stout. And they're going to roll out, I think, in a lot of two two tight end sets and let Ramondre Stevenson and James Robinson, who I think is a great pickup, and I think he's elevated himself into a running back two position officially, you know, where, where he's uh he's got a chance to to be the pass catcher, the um James White of that team um these days. For those of you who remember how good James White was as a pass catcher out of the backfield. I think he's he's going to be fantastic, and I'm really interested in seeing how he plays as that number two to Ramondre Stevenson's number one. Um, I, you know what? I wish James Robinson was a number one because he was great when he was on that um, uh, on that Jaguars team and, and out of nowhere in a thousand yard season in his rookie season. Now, finally, get onto the New York Jets. 
New York Jets is really interesting to me. Um, not only because they've got Aaron Rodgers and I've got some stake in Aaron Rodgers in Dynasty, but Brees Hall coming back off injury, who was electric in the first few games last year, he is he is fantastic. I think their signing of Israel. Oh wow, this is going to be difficult to say. Abanikanda, Abanikanda. We're going to call him Israel Anaconda uh, because that's easy to say. <laughs> was interesting because that maybe pushes Michael Carter out of the situation, but it is Brees Hall's backfield because Aaron Rodgers is it needs someone to throw to, and Brees Hall can throw it. Yeah, you know, Brees Hall can catch it, and he's got a great wide receiver core there. It's not amazing the best in the world but he's brought over a lot of guys that he wanted um alan lazard brandall cobb are just going to be comfort blankets for him they're going to get bit plays but garrett wilson coming off offensive rookie of the year Corey davis will be involved and he is a big bodied guy who will probably split reps a bit more with alan lazard but i think this is this is if you're drafting from this team you're looking at aaron Rodgers, you're looking at Brees hall you're looking at garrett wilson and those are the guys that you, you really want on your fancy team. And obviously, their defense with the uh, reigning defensive rookie of the year, Source Gardner, I think you're going to be playing um, some really good good football there. And obviously, they've got Greg Leg. I've got to mention him um, as, a, as a kicker because no one else really to mention from, from the kicker side, aside from maybe the Patriots who drafted Chad Ryland in the fourth. Yeah, they, they moved up to 112 to pick him up in the fourth. So that's, that's an interesting one from the AFC East there. There's a lot of players who I think show a lot of value in the AFC East. And you know, we're going to do the same as we did for, for the Northern team. And we're going to draft a fancy lineup. And I think the guys you're really keying in on here um, at quarterback, Josh Allen is going to win out. At running back, you've got a really good tandem, um, probably undervalued tandem in Brees Hall and Ramondo Stevenson. Obviously, the wide receivers is where it sticks out here. Um, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, both you know wide receiver ones. I think Gasicki probably takes it at the tight end, although probably you know maybe actually I might consider Kincaid there. So I'm, I'm, I'll put a question mark around Kincaid because I think he could be uh, really valuable as well. I think Gasicki will return to form. Um, Waddle is is a is a brilliant uh, flex position to have as well. Chad Ryland, yeah, I'm going to give it to Chad Ryland as a kicker for for the Patriots. Um, the Jets defense absolutely stands out, and my rookie pick of this whole bunch because of the fit, not because of when the draft capital he had, but the fit is Devin A. Kane. I think he is going to be absolutely electric in that 49ers style Miami offense there. Right. Short and sharp, getting through that lot. Um, we'll come back on the other side and we will take a look at the NFC East shortly. Hello, everybody, and we are back with, um, for those of you watching YouTube, only a minor costume change and a two-day delay between recording. Um, we've also got a slightly different setup, so you might get a slightly different view from over there and uh, slight, hopefully slightly better lighting, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Anyway, um, enough about that. Uh, let's jump back into what we really want to look at, which is um, the depth charts for the NFC East. So we did the uh, AFC East. I'm just catching myself up. Dallas Cowboys next. That's who, who we're going to look at. And obviously the Dallas Cowboys at Dallas Cowboys. They've got quite a few fancy relevant folks going on here. Um, obviously they've lost Seek um, thanks to a cap casualty cut. Um, I think it was cut rather than just traded. No, he hasn't, he hasn't found a home elsewhere. But Tony Pollard is going to be the guy in that defense, or in that offense, sorry. Um, obviously, they did 
draft juice fawn he's a very tiny tiny man uh he's five foot seven i think um five foot six 176 he is the son of one of the uh, offensive coordinators over there i think the running backs coach or one of the scouts potentially but uh juice fawn i don't think will play much of relevance and i don't think anyone else in this backfield will do i think it's going to be tony pollard's he's going to be the starting running back and the bell cow i think i think that really does well for him as a fancy asset and i think maybe he's a little bit overhyped because we haven't seen him really take that workload fully on he still had someone like zeke available and maybe you'll see ronald jones or malik davis jump in with the occasional rep but i think what we'll actually see is this be tony pollard's yeah he will lead this offense and i think that's what they're looking to do but they are going to lean on the passing attack as well which has improved i think um, before it was cd lamb and then no one else really um they had Michael Gallup, um, which wasn't really working out as him being a number two. But they have got Brandon Cooks in for what was pennies, I think it was, in a trade with the Texans. Um, he's going to be a fantastic target for Dak, who I think is going to be fancy relevant. But I don't really think any of these guys are really going to be outstanding. And apart from Tony Pollard, who's going to be outstanding just for um, the sake of volume more than anything. Out of the um the tight ends, I think Loon Shoemaker might make a difference as a rookie, but it's always difficult for a tight end to come in and make an impact as a rookie in the past. But the real star of the show here is their defense. And if you can get their defense, do it. It's a set and forget. They've got so many, so many great pieces. Michael Parsons, Stephon Gilmore, Javon Curse, oh man, Trayvon Diggs. It it just looks really good. They've improved on an absolute strength of their uh, their team. And uh, they will be interesting moving forward. I think that will help the offense just be more efficient. And it's to have come out and said they want to run the ball more. So maybe it's going to be Tony Pollard um, really going quite high in, in fancy drafts this year. The New York Giants were a bit of a surprise last year. I think Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley as a pairing were really interesting. Daniel Jones having those spike weeks with a lot of on the floor. Uh, on a lot, a lot of game on the floor. I think we'll see less of that this season because he's got some more serious weapons out of this wide receiver room. Don't know who it is, yeah. Um, but they've got a lot of guys. Isaiah Hodgins came out as the number one. Um, Jalen Hyatt is a good slot guy. Um, Darius Slayton has, has re-signed as well. Paris Campbell was signed from the Colts. I don't think any of them are fan, fa fancy relevant from day one. We just don't know who's going to play there. But of course, you've got Saquon Barkley. He is going to be a bell cow. I think he will go in the first round this year, where he dropped into the uh, kind of early seconds that's late first i think he will be off the ball pretty early because they will run the ball a lot and will run the ball through saquon lot that's if he doesn't hole in see how he how it happens with his contract situation but really really a uh, fantastic weapon there and he will continue to be great but i think darren waller really improves that team a lot and you know I, I, he's maybe the, my favorite tight end in this division um, that doesn't have a lot of fantastic tight ends. Darren Waller, a bit older. I think he's you know, getting to his late 20s, early 30s here. Yeah, he's 30. Um, you know, I say that old being a 34-year-old man, but uh, he was great last year when he was on the field. Um, I really do think he can be an impact maker and probably be that true number one pass catcher in this offense because I can't really see anyone else really jumping out at me and saying we want the ball a lot you know they've got a, a sophomore wide receiver from Wondell Robinson who's a bit of a gadget player Jalen Hyatt could well fall the same way not sure how it goes really um elsewhere Graham Gano uh as, as if we want to pick on kickers is going to be decent but yeah, nothing really to write home about there either Philadelphia Eagles are looking stacked Jalen Hurts is 
up there for for QB one this year. I really think he's going to be absolutely electric. DeAndre Swift has landed himself in a great position, I think, um, in front of Rashawn Penny, who is perpetually injured, Kenneth Gainwell, who is a bit part player, and Boston Scott, who only scores uh, touchdowns against the Giants. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith will continue to be an amazing one-two pair. I don't know who their third is, but I don't think it matters. I think the third is probably Dallas Goddard, although maybe he's lost a step. Yeah, I'm not writing, I'm not, not saying much about uh, the tight end position uh, in this team. I don't really like it. But they've got a great offensive line. I think they will run the ball a lot, whether it's Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, or Rashad Penny. I think it'll be a rotating cast. I don't think we'll see DeAndre Swift getting the volume we did a couple of years ago. But he will be very useful in what is a very efficient team. And AJ Brown and Devontae Smith will mop up in those targets when they do get them because Jalen Hurts wants to throw. He's come out and said he wants to throw. So whether they let him, we'll have to see. He was obviously great last year with his uh, dual threat nature. Elsewhere, we, we've got a decent, um, a, a very decent defensive uh, front. I really do like it. Um, I think they're going to be absolutely fantastic again. Um, they've improved once more. Uh, and even you know, they've, they've looked out in the secondary as well with James Bradbury coming back. Um, there was another big name that came back as well. I can't remember off the top of my head. Darius Slay, obviously, you know, cut and then re-signed on the same day. Again, they look just look great and they look tooled up to potentially be one of the NFC superpowers and potentially take it all the way back to uh, the NFC championship game and probably the Super Bowl as well in a very weak NFC. And finally, the commanders who confuse me. Um, I think we'll probably see a coaching casualty at some point early on in the year. Um, I, I think Ron Rivera will not be with them for too much longer. You know, going into the season with Sam Howell, an unproven might as well be a rookie he played one game last year he was good yeah he's he's shown in college he can be a decent dual threat but Jerry Brissett is probably the premier premier I'm not American premier um, backup quarterback so I think we'll see him play more than three games this this year at the very least while they try and work out what's happening especially if there's a coaching change Brian Robinson will probably rule this field but they did um, draft Chris Rodriguez uh, I don't think he was particularly high yet in the sixth round but then again, I don't think Brian Robinson was uh, picked particularly high because um, uh, of some off-the-field issues, potentially. No, third uh, third round, he was a decent running back. Antonio Gibson falling out of love a little bit. Maybe they're going to use him more as a slot receiver weapon. But I think where it should be good is Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson ready to take that sophomore leap, but it's where they get the delivery from these guys. I mean, Mari Cooper did well when Jacoby Brissett was under centre, but whether we're going to see Jacoby Brissett under centre or not is another question because we could see a lot more of Sam Howell than maybe we want to. Tight end, Logan Thomas has lost a step. He's uh, during his age 32 season. Yeah, he's 31 now. We're not really you know looking towards that. And their defence isn't looking as solid as once was. Yeah, a lot of good names here. Chase Young, Montez Sweat. We like them a lot. Um, Kendall Fuller, yeah, fantastic at the corner there. However, Chase Young... There must be something wrong with him because he didn't have his fifth uh, year option picked up. So really confused about what they're going to be doing um, over there on the pass rush side of things. But Washington Commanders, no one really to write home about. So overall in the NFC, there's an NFC East. There's some good players, but I think it's very heavily weighted towards two teams. And the Giants and, and Washington, despite having maybe a couple of guys, they're really not going to be focusing on them. 
So let's draft our team. I think you know, it, with relative degree of certainty, we're going to go with Hertz as our pick um, uh, for QB in, in the NFC East. We're going to look at Saquon and Pollard. I think just as volume and skill players, I think they are a fantastic RB one two. Um, at wide receiver one and two, remember we're going against the AFC East, who have some fantastic wide receivers. But we've got some good guys here, and I think AJ Brown and CD Lamb are the obvious picks. We've already talked about Waller being the obvious pick for the Giants. They're at tight end and. At flex, you've got a lot of options as well because it, there isn't not much of a tear drop when you when it comes to the NFC um, East pass catches. And I really like Scary Terry. He would be a wide receiver one in other areas, but maybe he's just not going to get that delivery, which drops him down a little bit. Graham Gano is going to be my kicker for giggles, I guess. Um, and the defense is is an obvious choice uh, with the Cowboys rookie. Still not convinced who it's going to be. I, I put. Jalen Hyatt here because out of anyone he stands the most chance to break out. Um, I like Luke Shoemaker, but I don't think he's going to break out. He he wasn't really on my kind of tier list when it came to tight ends coming into the season. Um, Jalen Hyatt was, I, I guess, and he has the most chance to to make a move against what is a, a rather mediocre wide receiver room over there in New York. Right, um, we'll take a very short break and we'll come back on the other side uh, with our final rankings of, uh, we'll, we'll do our head-to-head -head of the NFC East and the AFC East. So let's take a look at these teams and I think it's pretty close all in all. Now, obviously, we've, we've done, once again, we've done the Roto Trade Analyzer. Both these teams look like they would have a chance to play off. So I think with a lot of these, we're going to get that because we're picking the best players. We're not having to really dive deep and we're not competing with anyone. We're, we're narrowing a focus in one way only. But I think in my head, the NFC East gets it, not just based on these, but going player by player. I mean, Hertz versus Allen, I think it's it's almost a dead rubber, but I'll probably give it to Allen over there. Um, if we're looking at Saquon versus Ramondre and Pollard versus why they put Devale Kane over Brees Hall, but you know against Brees Hall, either way, I think the NFC gets it on both sides, so it's two one at that point. Um, wide receiver though, I think the AFC takes it on both fronts with Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs being a very potent one two there. Um, but a tight end, you know, Gesicki in an unproven system versus Darren Waller in an unproven system. I'm taking Darren Waller just because of what he's done on recency bias. And I think he's just a better pass catcher. Um, yes, Mike Gesicki is only really a pass catcher, but I still think Darren Waller is, is better. And he's probably, the, I think he's the most highly paid tight end this year. He, I think he made it into the, uh, the money team on PFF. Um, at Flex, Flex is a tough one here. I think I'm going to give it to Scary Terry because he's the number one in that system. And if we look at the stack, Terry Kill and Jalen, well, yeah, you're getting all the targets, but you're diluting um, some of your effort here. Um, uh, kicker, I'm going to give it to Graham Gano. Um, it would have been Chad Ryland here, but <laughs> I couldn't find him on the system. So Nick Falk, who I think has been let go now. So, yeah, it's definitely Graham Gano on that side. And... Jets versus Cowboys in defense. I think it's going to be the Cowboys, but I am going to give the nod to Akane as the rookie here. I think he's got a better chance of success in that Miami system. So with a score of six to four, I think the NFC just about takes it. So they will move on into the bracket, which we'll do at some point. We'll, we'll, we'll sum it all up as well. I think this analysis is relatively complete. I mean, 
yeah, where these guys suffer on in the AFC is in the running back room and the tight end room. Um, whereas whereas the guys in the NFC, they're they're good all over. It's a solid it's a solid roster, and and probably the NFC East is on paper the best one of the two best divisions and i think these are probably two of the best divisions anyway so this is always going to be um going to be really tough but nfc is definitely the best division in the nfc so that's your lot so that's that's answered that question if you're going to be drafting um a theme team um in in the east over the nfc not that you would ever do that but uh <laughs> hopefully you've enjoyed this and it gives you a bit of a trip down players who I think are a bit more relevant. I've tried to condense this episode compared to the last one where we were explaining some of the context behind it. And hopefully you enjoyed this slightly shorter format. If you did, drop us a like, subscribe. Um, as always, you can support the pod. If you go to now, rugbywithpads.com, we've, uh, we've URL'd it all up. Um, you can go and support the pod there. Follow us on Twitter, um, Instagram, and all other places, YouTube, um, at rugby with pads um if you watch this thanks for watching this if you listen to it thanks for listening as well drop a subscribe drop a you know, drop a rating as well always helps i'll stop grandstanding thank you very much for listening and i will see you on the virtual gridiron